Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom, and this is the podcast where I, a transgender stand-up comic, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies into the studio to discuss their very first interactions with the best, worst, and everything in between that bro culture has to offer. Uh, it's bro movies, bro sports, bro music, anything and everything, and uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, feel free to I jump just, in there. It's okay. I did not know that it was a bro-based thing <laughs> yeah. that I came on to, and I just feel like such a bro now. You, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that at some point. If not, then I got you, basically. <laughs> I must have missed it in the message. <laughs> I, I basically snuck you onto the show. This all makes so much more um, sense. I mean, you do have Britney Spears on your shirt, so I feel like that takes a, like that makes yeah. you a little less of and a like, bro. And like, I don't. Like I like this. If any longtime listener of the show will know that I don't have a lot of like hardcore bros. Like I, there's more often than not, it's two women on the show. Like that's like usually like a woman that is into something broy, like basketball or something like that. And like the the men, they're usually into it, but they're kind of like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be. You're but, in comedy, yeah. So like, not a lot of broy bros out there. Not a lot of broy bros, and, and a the, lot of broy gals, and a lot of broy gals. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and the broy bros. I don't want on my show, typically. Mm -hmm. They're not the yeah. kind of people. Physically, I am a proto-bro, so I do understand that. Well, like, you, from a visual perspective, from I'm From a visual perspective. You read as bro from yes. a distance. Yes, yeah. yes. Jeff, Jeff May distance. here is... I haven't even had a chance to introduce the guest yet, but you can already tell that Jeff May, uh, my second guest, is physically a bro, if not... Super bro. If not in spirit. Uh, today, before we get to all of that, we have... We have a, a movie that you may have heard of. It is the biggest box office success of all time. It is the most famous movie ever made. Uh, it, I don't know what its Rotten Tomato scores. I didn't bother to look it up because I know you've heard of it. We're talking about Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm not calling it a new hope. I don't, I don't care about that shit. I, it's, I don't like that. I, I, that was the title that they gave to it after they linked all these things together. I call it Star Wars. I'm contrarian. I, I'm one of these, like, film purist types, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, Star Wars, 1977, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Sir Alec Guinness, uh, and a bunch of puppets. Um, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sorry. Bad feminist there. I was like, get your feminism out of here. <laughs> She's Come literally on. the only person I can the think of. The only person that you actually knew <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Yeah. No, I know Harrison Ford. Um, yeah. And then a bunch of puppets. Um, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. David Prowse. James Earl Jones. Okay. Yeah, he is a fan. Peter Mayhew. Chewy. Peter Mayhew. Anthony Chewy. Daniels. Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's, he's he's got the whole thing. And we're talking about just the original film. Not talking about either of the two uh, immediate sequels. Not talking about the prequels. Not talking about the J.J. Abrams side sequels. Not talking about... The uh, the side movies. We're not talking about the Mandalorian. We're not talking about the video games, the comic books, any of that other shit. There's a lot. I could if you want to. <laughs> we may get into that, uh, but before we get into any of that, I do want to introduce my guest. Uh, my first time initiate is one of my very favorite funny ladies of all time. Aww. Aww. And I'm so happy to have her here. And when I asked her to do, do the show, and she said I haven't seen Star Wars, I was like, oh my god, this gift. This gift you have given me. Say hello to the lovely Mae Wilkerson. Hello. Yay. 
I can't believe I was so well. That's how desperate I was to be on your podcast that that's I admitted how... my darkest secret, which is that I hadn't seen Star how Wars. Desperate. I have probably, I think I've lied to people's faces before about about having seen Star Wars because that's how embarrassed I was. That I, I mean, I've seen. done that before. Yeah. Um, no one's going to test you on it. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to test you. No. Everyone just assumes you saw it. So yeah, they, they see it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a monster. They're like, of course she's seen it. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's just easier just to not have the conversation. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, you haven't seen Star Wars? How did that happen? Like, That's it, what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then I just have to, yeah, I, I don't know how it happened. But at some point it almost becomes too late. And then you're like, well, now, I have, now I've committed. So now, committed now I should this, try to live my whole life without Star ever seeing Wars it. Star Wars-less life. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't get bothered by people that have never seen it. Like maybe, like maybe I would have 20 years ago. I would have mm-hmm. been like, oh, you've never seen this. But that's because I was an idiot. Yeah. You know, now it's like, oh, you just haven't. This is yeah. this is how it works. That's like, just how it works. It takes hours of time. It really did. And sometimes yes, you did. don't want to spend hours of time on a thing. Yeah. Yes. But I will say, having seen it now, that I understand uh, a lot of things. There, it, like it's very embedded in culture. Absolutely. So many Star yeah. Wars references. Yeah. Even like lightsabers. I knew what a lightsaber was. Before, but even though I hadn't seen Star Wars, like, what? How? Why do I know what it is? I just know what it is. I could, I could describe it. And now I actually have like context for. We these were things. just talking about this, Jeff and I were talking about this on the couch uh, outside the studio. But before I get into that discussion, I do want to introduce him. He is another one of my favorite funny dudes uh, from around the LA area and uh, an experienced celebrity podcaster in his own right. We have a lot of celebrity podcasters on the show today, much, oh. much more successful than I. Say hello to Jeff May. Hey, how hey. are you? Hey. 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 He's really leaning into Growing that. Out, really yeah. leaning into that whole thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. It's, Thank it's, you, guys. Uh, certainly, you certainly picked my my uh, my scope pretty well. Yeah, and it was funny because uh, I, I sent Jeff a message saying, hey, uh, I have a comedian that hasn't seen Star Wars, want to be on my show, and she did talk about it as the expert. And he's like, yeah, great. And then I'm like, uh, and I'm like, feel free to rewatch it if you need to like catch up, get some context. And then he just, and then he LOL'd me. <laughs> as I was like, if, oh, as if child, that, <laughs> as if that was something you would need. I, I, it was something. I watched it probably in the in the '90s and in the early 2000s. I'd say once a week. Uh, it's I've seen it a lot. I used to play the card game. The card game. I used wow, to play, like, deep the, cut. The Magic: The Gathering of Star Wars. I used to play and. It was like a whole thing. So I used to, when I would be building decks, I would just play Star Wars movies in the back. It's not, I'm not proud, but I am proud. You were just mentioning the fact that that, you, that your girlfriend Val uh, ridicules you for some of your habits. Is that is that something that she has? Cause it uh, sounds like something that, that she would find the, tasty. The nerdy stuff, I, I think she's pretty, she's pretty tight on nerd culture okay. as well. Um, gotcha. Comedian Valerie Tossi yes. likes to. Um, no, she gives me. She cuts me deep to the bone. Like she, that's too superficial. It's too much. Okay. Like a, like liking Star Wars. Right. That's too. Yeah, that would be too, too easy. easy. Too She's easy. Like how she, can I how can I scar she, him she really emotionally? Wants, she really wants to go deep. <laughs> yeah, she's not, like, not going to hit you over the Star Wars card game. You haven't talked to your dad in a long time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. You got me. Fine, I'll go watch Star Wars. Shut up. Um, yeah. So that's it. 1977 Star Wars. Um. Directed by George Lucas, uh, starring all those people I mentioned. And I don't think I need to go over the plot too much. It's the story of uh, Luke Skywalker, a young farm boy of sorts on the planet Tatooine. 
and uh, he's bored and he's looking for adventure. And adventure finds it in the way of two uh, droids, little robots that show up uh, with a message from a space princess. And uh, he is in, and then he gets the call to adventure. Uh, George Lucas based a lot of his writing on the teachings of um, that fucking guy. I can't remember. Jeff, yeah. can you help me out here? Uh, it depends on which one you want to talk the about. The Hero with a Thousand Faces guy? Uh, cause, uh, off the top of my head, that part isn't landing on me. But Okay, so not Carl Jung, but a uh, student of Carl Jung, American guy. I'm going to look it up when we're, when we're reading clips because I feel so damn dumb. I study this in screenwriting classes every fucking year of college. Yeah, it's, it's a mix of like four very specific things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so basically he gets the call to adventure from Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Jedi master that is like his neighbor. And he didn't realize that the whole time that they um, were like, you know, like, you know, his he knew his dad and all this other stuff. It, it, gets, it gets very, very complicated as the films go on. But um, decodes the space message, goes to rescue the princess, enlists the help of the of the smarmy smug smuggler uh, Han Solo and his trusty Chewbacca sidekick, and basically you know what happens after that. They get in some battles, they fight the evil Darth Vader, they blow up the Death Star. I think that's I think that's all. What's that? Covers it. That about covers it. Uh, you know, sometimes I get very deep into the into these plot discussions because I, I know a lot of people haven't seen them. But I think that um, I think that there's a lot of other stuff to go over besides the plot. I do want to start though, however, with May Wilkerson. Give me May. You've just seen Star Wars for the first time. Give me your immediate reactions to the movie itself. Let's start with that. My reactions were I had a, I had a tough I had a little bit of a tough time getting into it. Okay. Because um, fair. Partially, I think, because of when it was made, I just mm-hmm. felt I feel like um, the acting, it, like there was, it was a little, a little bit of overacting. Some might say that a little rough, uh, Hamill especially. Sure, <laughs> yeah, there was parts of it that I had a hard time with at the beginning, and I'm just, I'm such a. When it comes to movies, I'm, I hate to be gendered, but I'm such a girl. I just, yeah, I love sure. a rom com. I've seen them all a million times, and so I'm kind of like waiting for the. I'm like, where's the romance? Where's the heart? Where's the emotion? Like, I need something. Right. And then it it really does kind of pull it pulled me in. It it's a it good it's a good in. movie. Yeah. And there is there is actually a lot of heart to it. I mean, I had a hard time with a lot of the scenes where they're just shooting at each other for what felt like hours, and and there's right. there's no blood, so you're just like, wait, what? Are yeah. they dying? What's happening? Are they just yes. being hit with light? What's going on? A lot of a lot of guys getting smudged by light. Smudged by yeah. light. So yes. and there was a lot like that that part was a lot for me, but I really liked the dynamic between the characters. I loved this little motley crew of mm-hmm. uh, like how they sort of supported each other and. I I don't know i was able to find i was able to turn it into a rom-com in my mind <laughs> and it was there was you know there was a little bit of there's some romance there's some romance of course he, he wouldn't have gone into the ship if he wasn't like in love with princess leia or yeah. had clearly has a real... unfortunately we find that's his biological sister i knew that yeah. for some reason but you don't learn that in you this, don't learn that in this right one and it's one of those things that i don't think that they necessarily knew that when they wrote it yeah, the first one. It, it's kind of icky when you know that. Yeah, I mean, I I think George might have uh, been aware of that plan. The mm-hmm. script has changed uh, dramatically. Yeah, from what yeah, it, what I, it started I, from, as to where it went. Understand. 
But uh, you're right 100% about the time. It's 42 years old. And there's been so much science fiction that has become more polished. Mm. And script-wise, George Lucas isn't the best script writer. He's just not. So you're, you said it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're you're 100 right. Yeah. Whenever people are like, I couldn't get into it. It's like, well, that makes sense. You've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's hard. Or, you know, I'm just Have picking I? anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll pick like <laughs> you've seen you've one. seen Little Women. But like, yeah, <laughs> didn't love that either. But I've watched HBO shows. Like, yeah. I, like everything. I feel like even things that are streaming on Netflix are so well written these days that it's yeah. the the standards have become very high. Um, it. I I think Star Wars. You know, it's almost 45 years old. So, like, when you really look at it that way, you're like, oh, yeah, this is not what's coming out now. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you're seeing it for the first time in 2020, like it's Mm going to be underwhelming. It just felt awkward. Yeah. And, it, and and it did feel <laughs> underwhelming but it like i said it it draws you and there's something about the characters dynamics that that i got i got into it yeah I, I i kind of felt the same way uh jeff god you've been watching this movie that you just said like oh, hundreds much. of times yeah, um do you even remember the first time you saw this movie i remember the first time i saw this movie yes i was at my aunt's house and i saw mm-hmm. it uh sort of in my uh, periphery because I had actually seen Empire Strikes Back first. So it same here actually because we yeah. taped it off of TV. It was like the right. the ABC Sunday night movie or something, yeah. and and my parents had recorded it, and so I used to watch that on a loop all the time with no understanding that this was the second film. I just liked it. It was just cool, and I mean, it's my favorite movie to date still. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah. the first time I saw it, I was at my aunt's house. I couldn't have been six or seven mm-hmm. years old you know relatively young all things considered uh and i was just like well, what's going on here and somebody was kind of i'm like explaining it to me i was like oh there's other movies there's, <laughs> there's other more? of these with these characters like it didn't the idea of sequels hit me then right like it was when i first found out that sequels could be a thing because mostly when you're a kid in the 80s is you get one movie and then they just they make they make different movies like so that to me was the whole like all right now I have to reorganize everything yes. in my head of yes. what I've enjoyed. But yeah, I remember I remember watching it. It was the Jawas that that I was like I have no idea what's going on but I am here for it. <laughs> I remember when I first saw this I also started with Empire and um you know little pre-transition uh very effeminate boy me was very entranced by the fact that this was a whole world of like different outfits and and objects and things i was very much into the fact that that there was all these toys that went with it for me it was all about the toys it was oh, all yeah. about the action figures and all of the little play sets and the outfits they, they had outfits and like i couldn't play with dolls because my redneck dad would kill me so like the next best thing was having these little space creatures that i could develop little soap operas for and there's a lot too and there's a lot yeah. yeah and i had i had all of them because i also you know i also had you know sort of like incipient ocd so i would like spend all of my allowance money on different things every week so i ended up with like hundreds of these little guys and like they would have they would get into fights and they would start businesses and they'd have little gay romances together <laughs> and really into these businesses <laughs> they had they had they had an economy like we had a mall and each of the each of the primary um, players in my in my dramas 
each ran a store and there was a stock exchange and like I calculated how well each business was doing through it was basically a little Tashi station where people could go yes. get their power converters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. A little, little power converter station. And it taught me how to tell stories. It taught me, God, that's how I decided to do writing. That's how I decided to do comedy. So basically, Star Wars, not to be fucking melodramatic, but basically this movie is responsible for all of me. Mm. Which is probably not true, but, you know, whatever. Well, it was, it's there, at least. It was there when I was developing, and I sort of built all of my imagination around this world and like the movies were great but only because i knew that i could relate them to like okay this is darth vader he's a bad guy i kind of got an idea of how to make him exist in my world he was like the manager of the mall exactly yeah. yes he was like the manager of the mall and like yoda was like the he was like the like the little asshole that like made things difficult for everybody he was like the bernie sanders of my universe and like <laughs> um and like i also was and because you know i always rooted for the underdog my main characters were like the guys in the cantina like they were the they were the stars of the show Ooh, which ones uh snaggletooth was one of the big ones uh, I think I think he may be an Empire guy. Is the Cantina the bar? The Cantina's the yeah. bar. That yeah. was one of my favorites. That's such a good scene. Oh, that was fantastic. Such yeah. a good scene. That's uh, yeah. Man, that was my maybe I, just because I'm an alcoholic. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's just like yes, yes. The bar. There's like space bars here. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, so like one of my like it's not uh, it's not a secret, but one of my things is like how I can like kind of name and give the backstory of everybody in that bar oh love it it's just it's not like it's not a, it's not like a braggy thing because like that's not that's not really an accomplishment okay so i've always been curious because i i never knew much about him but he gave me nightmares as a kid hammerhead tell me about him moma nadon uh is okay. that his real name he is he's an the, ethorian okay uh, for, for may's context describe him uh he's the guy that has his his head's kind of like it comes forward oh, and yeah. up yeah um and he's the best way to describe him is he's like a space vegan buddhist mm-hmm um he's like kind of a hippie he's he's a good guy he's kind of attuned to the, he's attuned to the force i believe he's a vegetarian um just very chill okay. um in in the tales from most Eisley cantina uh book uh he has a story where it's basically about how an imperial tries to kill him and accidentally gets killed and then he has to like deal with that all right. It's a whole thing. I, yeah, I, he's a good. He's a good guy. He was one of the I good guys. I didn't know yeah. that. He scared me as a kid. I was very afraid of him. He had, yeah. the, he had the tree, and they called him Hammerhead, which made him sound. Yeah, they re, yeah. they they kind of went back and renamed everyone, so it wasn't yeah, just like right. it wasn't just like some like weird like you know insult to their physical appearance. It yeah, was like that was their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's one of those things where that that provides such an interesting world building, like the idea that they don't feel the need to explain to you where all these people are from. It's just you accept mm. that that's where they're from. Because it's I, a bar, and you yeah. walk into a bar, and you're like, of course there's a guy with a hammerhead over there. <laughs> of though. course this, there It's is. a dive bar. Yeah. Mo- what do you expect? I think modern movies and modern Of course there's mo- a weird vegan who's like <laughs> yes. yeah. with a dark past. Yeah. Yes. One of the Every pro- bar has one. One of the problems I have with modern movie audiences is a lot of times they want to be fed every piece of information, and they will consider it a story failure if they don't receive it. And in my head, I'm like, no, 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 just use context clues or accept the fact that you don't need to have everything explained to you, that some things just are the way they are. Yeah. And Star Wars really did that. 
Like there's when they open it, they talk all about like the emperor doing all this thing and dissolving the Senate and blah, blah, blah. And they didn't show you it. They're just like, yeah, that's a thing that happened. We don't even meet the emperor in this movie. Right. They just talk about him and it's just a little bit of politics. And they're like, now let's move on to this thing. Let's move on to this, this space ninja stuff. And nowadays people would be like, well, what about this emperor? Why did you even do that? That's true. I don't know. That's true. All right. uh, May, um, was there something when you were a kid or something that you developed like a fandom for you said that, you know, your your Star Wars are um, rom-coms? Is there something like early on that like gave oh, you? No, you're getting into my other darkest secret. Your other darkest um, secret. Oh, what's this? Which is how deeply my young life was informed by the movie Goodwill Hunting. Oh, <gasps> Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) It is the reason. I fully blame it for the fact that I am only attracted to tortured, broken men. Well, Jeff May from Boston, has a lot to say about this. Go for it. How you doing over there? (laughs) Hey, I don't. Yeah. I watched it yesterday. You did? I watched it. Yeah. I've seen that movie probably 20 times. It's my homesick movie. Whenever whenever I'm like feeling kind of down, I'll watch Goodwill Hunting and I feel better. I think it's good, but I've been mercilessly mocked by people for especially women, because it's not the most female friendly. No, not at all. Movie. It's about a man with man problems, and other men help him through it. And then Ben Affleck and Matt Damon ended up being sort of, I guess, problematic is the word. But I just, I that movie had such a deep impact on me as a kid. I don't know why. I just like, I just, I loved it. I thought it was funny. I loved Robin Williams. I, I love Thayer. Therapy. It was like so much of my. Therapy. I love that. I, no, it made me laugh. No. I was like, I can't wait till I'm older and I can go to therapy. I like, just, well, if it really look, affected if, me in a if, lot of weird if ways. Young Gina can look at Star Wars action figures and go, I should make a gay soap opera, soap opera out of these guys. Uh, young May can look at Goodwill Hunting and be like. I can't wait to go to therapy. That's how I, that's how I was. I think that's can't wait to go to therapy and and convince men that aren't yes. interested in me to love me. It's not your fault. Just keep saying that. No, truly, I've been waiting for a therapist to say that to me. Um, it's yeah, it's such a great, it's such a great movie. That's I literally watched it. It was on Showtime, yeah. and I watched it like yesterday. Yeah. Does it? How does it hold up? I haven't seen it in a while. I mean, I'm from the area, and I'm a also white, from Massachusetts, and a white dude. Oh, where are you, what are you from? I'm from Lexington, oh. Lincoln. I'm from Lincoln, but no one's heard oh, of it. So it's like if Goodwill Hunting was wealthy. No. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that would sort it would not be Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. I'm not from anything similar to that to that movie. Yeah, I'm from like farm. I'm from, from Old Sturbridge Village, essentially. So I'm from like this little farm area out there. But the accents and the aggression are generally the same. So it like... Yeah. I feel like I'm at, yeah. at home in Worcester, Massachusetts, about tr- to get into a fist fight with a stranger. Uh, we're going to play our first clip. It is the original theatrical trailer, and it is ominous. It is weird. Uh, I've never seen this until today, and um, we're going to watch it. Just a sec. Here it comes. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. Oh, feel free to like, jump on, like, like ridicule it along. It still looks so good. It looks really good. And like I think they cleaned up some of the footage for this. 
big sprawling space saga of rebellion I and mean, romance. Like, if you're watching this based off of all the sci-fi years ahead of its time. Yeah. I am C. This is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were talking about that for the show. Like, hello. If it weren't for Star Wars, it's an epic sci-fi of would be garbage. You don't even care about it. It's funny that you can hear some of like the bad foley that gets switched out yeah. later. And villains. Yeah, they were obviously still working on it at this point. And, like, and even the font is weird. The, the, the music, yeah. I don't know where that comes from. But it feels like Alien or something. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah, man, they cover a lot in here, huh? Yeah, this is back, you know, when the trailers were like 10 minutes long. A billion years in the making, and it's coming to your galaxy this summer. Whoa. Wow, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. Stop it. I'm into that. Okay. At some point, can we talk about... We can um, talk about anything at Princess any point. Leia and how she is a better female character, a stronger female character than I've seen in movies that were made like last year. Absolutely, yes. Wow. Uh, totally, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I was wildly shocked because all I knew about Princess Leia is like the gold bikini. And yeah, so I yeah. thought she was going to be kind of a sex object, which is fine. I was like, great, go Carrie Fisher. You know, you're right. Um, you're a hot lady. Uh, but um, she was, I, I loved her. She was brave. She was sassy. She was smart. And she kind of like could, she was on the, on par with the guys when it came to yeah. fighting. Yeah. She, she takes over her own rescue because they're screwing it That's up. That's it. <laughs> they're screwing like, it up. Which like, is so believable. Yeah. Yeah. That's she's, of course how she, it would go. She's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, and it's funny too because. Which was a funny line too when she's like, you guys came here to rescue me. You don't even have a plan to actually rescue me. Yeah. She, uh, there's sort of when she's everybody at like Vader's choking people out and like throwing them around. And then she meets up with him and just starts shit talking him the entire time. And then she sees Grand Moff Tarkin and she shit talks him. And like, she knows that she's kind of up against the wall. So she's like, well, I'm just gonna not say anything and go out swinging. Yeah. So And Luke is like, Oh, my sister is so hot. <laughs> Yeah. Bang my sister. Oh, my sister. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, you know, I want to say that uh, a lot of that is, is just fortunate casting because, like, um, oh, God, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is so good in there. She's so good. She's just kind of just basically just doing Carrie Fisher at, at that, you know, at that time in her life because, you know, she's, She's she smart and sassy. 19. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is part of the reason why I was able to enjoy the movie so much because a problem that I have with a lot of bro movies and is that there's just no women that I find relatable. There's no entry point for you. And there's yeah. no entry point. I need, yeah. and I don't know if guys feel this way, but I, when I'm watching a movie, I need to relate to at least one of the characters. I need to be like, how is this about me? <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, sure. And um, Carrie Fisher has the, uh, like, even at 19, just her face, her eyes, it's like, oh, she's seen some shit. Like, this is a woman who is deeply, she is dark, she is fucked up, and that is so relatable to me that it was a, I was able to, like, I've always enjoyed the movie. But taken for granted the relating. Yeah. So I'm a white dude. Yeah. yeah. So like I've yeah. had all I've everything I've always I've always Jeff. had that. It's a yeah. very Jeff world. Yeah. I was like, if that guy was a little taller, 
<laughs> you <laughs> nailed that like shit. Me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Carrie Fisher, you know, coming sort of from a family of actors and 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 really knowing that, and she she nailed it, and she came through, and and George was aware of that, and wanted a badass bitch to show up, and yeah. and really just. Be like, yes, they're gonna fuck up, and she's gonna need to save the saviors, so to speak. You know, yeah. the the people that she was nineteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I was just watching um, a documentary. I think it's called "The Best Worst Thing That Could Have Happened." It's about um, the Sondheim musical "Merrily We Roll Along," and and like there are a bunch of teenagers in like in this in this musical, and like they thought that they were gonna like rule the world. While they were in production of this, and like from what I understand, Star Wars is kind of the same thing. I'm trying to make this very straight topic as gay as I possibly can, <laughs> like comparing to a Sondheim it. musical. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I had just watched Star Wars, and I'd watched this thing. I was like, I think this is what this is what Mark Hamill and and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford must have felt to yeah. some degree. Maybe not Harrison Ford; he really didn't like the movie that much. He Ian? liked the paycheck. He liked the paycheck. Yes, he didn't like the dialogue. He's very he was very famously difficult about. The dialogue, he has a famous quote where he's like, you can type it, but you sure can't say it. Yeah. He, he Some of the best lines are his improvs in that in that flick. Yeah. I think Star Wars is gay. I think Star Wars is pretty gay. It's pretty gay. I it think is. it's I think it's very gay. There's there's a, any any movie where there's, there's a lot of costume design. And dueling with yep. swords. <laughs> a lot of sword dueling. It's yeah. an opera. Yes. It's a it's like a it's yes. it's a there's a Greek chorus. Like, like C three PO yeah. and R two D two are an actual Greek chorus, and like, mm. what's gayer than ancient Greece? Not much. Not, not much. much. Pretty gay. Pretty gay. Yeah, it's very operatic. Are it's they very a couple? Flowy. There's a lot of C three PO and R two D two. I mean, that's. I'd say most of the fandoms kind of Think of gone them. that way and been like, yeah, like a dynamic. yeah, yeah, exactly. An asexual couple. Like an asexual. Yeah. Partner. Yeah. They're like a. They're like. Yeah, like a comedy a- duo, asexual life mates, yeah, like yeah. A, like an Abbott yeah. and Costello, yeah, yeah. All right, I I did want to talk about um about Star Wars and the culture in general. Uh, we're gonna start with that discussion by oh, um, no. I know this is, this, we only have an hour for this show, oh, and God. like we're already here. Here's the broy part. Yeah, already halfway through it. Uh, all right. So May, you you you've gone all this time without seeing Star Wars. I know. Um, what did you think it was? up until the other day. What did you think it was going to be like based based on your perceptions that the culture was was giving you? Um I wasn't shocked. I You were wa- not shocked. No. Okay. I think I had a little bit of a sense that it would be what it would be about because there is so much Star mm-hmm. Wars imagery and characters yeah. like it's embedded in mainstream culture. Right. And you've been around yeah, you've been around comedy and comedians, and like, there's a lot of like. I, I've been on the internet. Thing. Yes, I've seen the lady in the in the Chewbacca mask. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. like I I I my dog looks like Baby Yoda. I've made a meme. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I I know there was no. I was just waiting for Yoda to show up, and he never did. He never so that was up. kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's that's the next movie. Yeah, well, I guess I have to watch the next one. Um, it's the best. You do one. it's the best one. Okay, yes. yeah, I'm down uh, for that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't shocked. I knew there was going to be all these like colorful characters. I knew that it was going to take place in space, which I don't love because um, I'm afraid of it. Uh, but... you're, wait, you're afraid of space? Well, there's wars there. Terrified. Not yeah. the wars because there's wars here. Um, yeah. 
no, the the size of it makes me mm-hmm. feel very hyper aware of sort of like how infinitesimally small we are as yeah. a species in yeah. a way that really freaks that. me out. Sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I and I knew Carrie Fisher was in it, so I was kind of like excited to see her. Um, and yeah, I guess I wasn't that surprised. Okay, cool. I mean, that's. I, I think that's a valid point because it's because it's so saturated in the yeah. culture that it's kind of hard. Like, it was a little bit uh, cuter than I cuter expected. than you thought. Yeah, yeah. like there's I, all a, right. There's a lot of creatures who are kind of like, ah, like right at the beginning, you're just like, oh, look at those oh, little, look at those little robots! <laughs> like, look at the little guys in the little masks! Like that, I, I didn't really expect to to be like. Um, to have my heartstrings pulled. The little Jawas. Yeah, oh, yeah. the little Jeff, Jeff was talking about this. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't know they were called Jawas. And then like, a little later, C-3PO's is like, oh, I hate these guys. And then like right after that, he's like burning a bunch of them. He's that burning were nice. their corpses. <laughs> yeah, that was them. like, I oh, I yeah. forgot that that was a thing. I was like, yeah. oh my God. They're a little blasé about death. Like a yeah. lot of things and and people kind of just die. And then they're just like, and on to the next. Yeah, on it's, to the next thing. Well, they're yeah. in war. Yeah, I guess you know, that's like, what happened. That's true. Dehumanizing. It is a star. It is a war among the stars. Yeah. Right. Think of them as like living in Iraq. Like you kind of get like it sucks, but you're like, well, this is what's been happening for quite some time now. Yeah. So yeah, you get a little yeah. inert of it. Sure. Wow. They are the rebels, so they are the insurgents essentially. True. I would not be great in war. Um, no, neither yes, would I. Uh, Absolutely, a lot not. of crying. Yeah, <laughs> about the enemy dying. I, I I have this discussion. I'm so sorry. Oh God, are you okay? No, you're not. You're dead. Oh God. I have this discussion a lot because, um, as a trans person, so much of my identity is propped up through through medicine and technology. That if there were ever like a civil war or a zombie outbreak, I don't know what person I would end up as. I would be mm-hmm. like this large-breasted man woman creature of the forest that like i don't know how that would work but it is both frightening and kind of liberating to imagine that that fate for me someday like i because i i so much of me is propped up by artificial means i have take a lot of estrogen i take i go i get surgeries i got all this other stuff and if it doesn't exist anymore am i just going to be a star wars creature i don't know i think Not to, I don't know what your experience is like. Yeah. But I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of our, a lot of Americans, yeah. Our identity is propped up in superficial things. Yes. And a lot of people, when those things are taken away, are not going to be the person they present to the world. Yeah. 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 I'm a professional fan. You're a professional fan. Essentially, like what I, this is your thing. What I do. What I, what I do. I have shows about Batman and I, I, I work for a company that sells Star Wars toys and statues and things like that and it's like i've found a way to make a little bit of money because i like star wars and and stuff like that so yeah if it was removed i wonder how quick the transition would be for me like a post-apocalyptic yeah like what would i i should probably learn how to like whittle Yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know how to Whittling? do that. I don't know how to whittle. Whittling—that's where you make things into sharp points. Yeah, yes. yes. We should all know how to. We do that. We should all know how to yeah. do that. And On like, my to-do list. Like I feel like I, I present as a dominant physical form, but I can't like mm-hmm. punch a gun. I can't like I can't yeah. punch a bullet going sure, at my face. Sure. So like, there's a lot of like that aspect of it too, where like you can work out all you want, and then if you get yeah. if you get shot in the face, you're not gonna. I do feel that that growing up poor 
in Florida ha has given me some some survival skills that would help me in the apocalypse. Florida? In you, Florida. I bet you'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you, might, you might have boobs and a beard, but yeah, I feel but like I, you'd I, be doing pretty I think, good. Yeah. I think I would be running, you know, the the, the, the apocalypse village. Um, yeah, I'm from the suburbs of Massachusetts, so I'll be dead <laughs> it, it, within eight minutes. Well, I grew up on a farm. Like, what do you I mean could, there's no cappuccinos? Yeah. I could long-term it. Like, I could plant. Yeah. Sure, sure. But like, I'd probably die before the crops could be harvested. Yeah, well. All right. Um, we're going to play another clip real quick. Um, I wanted to show this. I don't know how well it's going to go over. You know, I, I do tape about 10 minutes extra uh, and then edit away. I, I whittle the show <laughs> as one would. So if this make doesn't- Make sharp and pointy. Make it sharp and pointy. So if this, doesn't, if this little experiment doesn't work out, uh, that's fine. I'll just cut it. But I wanted to show um, the trailer for it's. Just, I didn't think this was possible, but it's a two-minute trailer for a ten-minute short film, and it's called Hardware Wars, and it was the original fan parody. This was made in like seventy-eight, seventy-nine, and it was a parody of Star Wars made in like some guy's garage, and they like circulated it through videotapes for the longest time and then I eventually saw it on like MTV at some point in like the early 90s and you know to my young mind it was it blew my mind like as a kid like oh this is the funniest thing I ever saw this was before YouTube before like you know you had TikTok kids dancing in bathrooms so I wanted to play this you know as an as an example of the fandom from the beginning and also the nascent nascent form of our own comedy industry was basically born in this clip. So we're going to play the trailer yeah. to wow. Hardware Wars. Uh, and it's probably not very funny. So just, <laughs> just 1978 just, comedy rarely holds it. Does, yeah. It usually oh does not. I'm nervous. So yeah. just, Is this like, going to get us canceled? You're like, what did Mel Brooks make? Because that's <laughs> yeah. the only thing that's really going <laughs> to yes. win. Yes. It's the only thing that works. All right. Just a sec. Hardware Wars. A spectacle light years ahead of its time. Starring Fluke Starbucker, Intergalactic Boy Wonder, Augie Ben Doggy. Basically, this thing created our entire Island. industry. This guy looks just like Princess Android, Interstellar Damsel in Distress. So. Ham Salad, Ace Mercenary Pilot, and If you're a YouTuber or a front facing character comedian. Nader, villain. This is your this is your mom. He's wearing a welding mask. Yes, and he's, they're flying toasters and and, and irons around. Some nice negative scratching there. Yeah. Enjoy mirth-filled moments with the amusing antics of Space Drones 4Q2 and Artie Deco. Artie Deco? Yeah, there's a lot you? of that going on. That looks and like, like the, that's the Tin Man. It's a Tin yes. Man from what yeah. Are yeah. Yes. <laughs> and a teapot? Is that what that is? There's heart gripping drama. It goes on a bit long. The like they didn't, yeah. they didn't really understand the power of Your editing in comedy yet. And they had attention spans. And enough. they had attention spans. Like this now would have been like 55 seconds as opposed to however long this is. Experience it's cool that he used just a, a flashlight in smoke a flashlight to make a lightsaber. Yes, and some sound effects. And they have a Muppet-looking Chewbacca. Looks like Cookie Monster. I think they're it, still back there. Yeah, they're gaining really on us. Like Does this thing do light speed? Yeah. That, 
That ham salad guy is kind of hot. He looks he looks like he's in the strokes. He looks like he's in Oasis. Yeah, yeah. he looks like a Gallagher brother. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm there for that. Hardware wars. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll kiss three bucks goodbye. Coming soon to a theater near you. Get in line now. May the forest. Yeah, there it is. Oh, wordplay. Wordplay. Clever shit. So this is, it's objectively bad. It's objectively bad, yeah. But it does sort Not a of, lot of laughing out loud. No, not a lot of laughing out loud. During that's, that that's the problem with comedy that's old as opposed to sci-fi yeah. that's old is that it does comedy ages the worst there's oh, a true. great star wars fan film called troops that was made in the early to mid 90s i want to say and mm-hmm. it was cops oh but it was i think i've seen that stormtroopers yeah. and it was written by a guy named kevin rubio who ended up getting a job writing some star wars comics that were actually quite oh, good right on and it was a parody of stormtroopers but in the vein of um, cops, and it's sort of what happens to Luke Skywalker's uh, aunt and uncle, and why he came back to the murder and everything like that. It's like it's a kind of a fill in the blank. Yeah, uh, it's quite it's quite brilliant. It's actually very well done. That uh, that <clears throat> very early YouTube video of the of the two bros at a party and they pull out lightsabers. I don't know if you remember this. It was like a hot YouTube video during the early days of YouTube, and like it was like sort of the first integration of like digital effects and like in viral videos in viral stuff, videos yeah. i mean they've i think star wars has been very cool lucasfilm was very cool yeah. about allowing people to play in their playground mm. um george because george sort of he came up with coppola and spielberg right um and they were all very much like about sort of people growing as filmmakers so they there was never any like cease and desists or problems with people playing around with the Star Wars lore and canon. So like that's why there are movies that have very aggressive Star Wars takes and Lucasfilm's like, yeah, that's fine. They're okay with it. Interesting. They were cool. Now, it's now they, Disney. It's so. like when you have it's like w- when you're that popular, you know you can be cool. It's like, oh, yeah. take what you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be fine. I think right. Di- Disney has since corrected being cool about it. Disney is not cool. Yeah, they they've definitely like and like and I also, George Lucas, once he made those terrible prequel movies, he took the cool right out of. I mean, a lot of it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at him because it is what he wanted. Just because it sucks, like just because I hate it, doesn't <laughs> mean I have the right to be like it's not okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's his stuff he created. If he wants to make it shitty, that's his prerogative. They are shitty. The you really prequels. are. You're not like a regular fan. He's really no, not. You're no. a cool fan. <laughs> I, I love fandom and I hate fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like individual fans, I'll see him complain. And Star Wars is such a hotbed for it now because they gave, you know, powerful Jedi women now. And there are just well, there's a lot sad of, little yeah. boys. A lot of entitlement yeah. associated with fandom. A lot yeah. of, yeah, a lot of ag- aggressive entitlement on the yeah. fanboys. Um Star Wars is especially sort of famous for that. Yep. Um, yeah, because it's anything. Because it's yeah. But it's it is. I always I I, I have that sort of uh, viewpoint whenever somebody's like, oh, I don't like Star Wars or Rick and Morty or like Bernie Sanders or something or whatever. Right. And they just like they're like, oh, the fans ruined it. I'm like, oh, if you're upset about toxic male fan bases, then I, I hate to introduce you to everything else everything that exists else. in the America. world. America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like everything has shitty fans. Yeah. 
Um, it's Except just something goodwill hunting popular than ever. I would say goodwill hunting has a high percentage of shitty, shitty fans. fans for sure. Yeah, <laughs> not all right. Fine. I was, just, I was trying to compliment you both. Anyway, it is funny. Thank you. I want to. Yes. I want to cut back to where you were like goodwill hunting, and this was before I knew where you were from. And I'm like, of course you love that movie. It yeah. makes sense. That's like a pacifier for us. Yeah, it like, really is. And I think even if I didn't, I didn't have a similar background that. Um, that Will and Ben Affleck's character have but I have a similar background to like other characters in that movie like Robin Williams kind of reminded me of like adults that I knew in my life so there's definitely it definitely kind of spans the whole like Massachusetts experience yeah in one movie because there's also like a lot of making fun of Harvard people and like people in my yeah. family went to Harvard and I it's like oh, I it was that. fun to watch them kind of get made fun of um all right so we're we're we're, we're we're getting close to the, our, the end of our hour. Uh, May Wilkerson, your first time watching Star Wars. Have you learned anything about the world of men that you didn't know already? <laughs> Usually just the answer to this question is no, so don't feel bad if, if that's the answer. Um, have I learned anything about the world of men? Yeah. Um, I guess... Um, I mean, honestly, I was pleasantly surprised by ha- knowing that um, Princess Leia was mm-hmm. such a big crush to so many men that I know. Yeah. yeah. I was pleasantly this, surprised by what a um, strong woman this she empowered was. empowered woman with so, like very, very unique hair. Yeah. I was like. Oh, all these years I've been thinking like, of course you like Princess Leia and the gold in her gold bikini. Yeah. Like th- she's nineteen, and it's like, oh, cool. These guys were like that woman who has that guy like by the balls. <laughs> like she's hot. Do you know how the gold bikini ends? No. Do you know how? Okay, I don't, don't want to spoil it because I want you to see the movie. But like, when you watch the movie, you'll be like, okay, they actually handled this part quite well really well i'm i yeah. i i now f- have more faith in the yeah. star wars as a feminist franchise it's that that's a surprise to me i would say it's interesting. all men are oh. feminists that's what i learned from this movie whether you like, <laughs> whether it, or they not, like it or if not if you like star wars you are a feminist ha gotcha w- it's interesting though because it is funny that you were like oh men liked this i assumed it would be demure but i think i would say the majority of men that i know don't aren't into like demure it women. wasn't demure it was just the only all i knew about her was that she was pretty and she was 19 and she oh. was wearing a bikini yeah, yeah so I, it I, wasn't that she was demure it was more just like i thought that's what that's why they thought she was hot and now that right. i've seen this movie i'm like oh you were attracted to this really badass tough feminist who was really confident and powerful the character arc for her is very interesting because she has the most range of any mm-hmm. of the characters in these three movies. So uh, Empire, her range is all over the place. Mm-hmm. So she can go, she's like super badass and then she'll be very soft and tender and then like a woman. strict again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like a Much real, like, like an actual woman. Like, yeah. woman. like yeah. Lucas kind of nailed that specific aspect of I mean Irvin Kirshner and uh, once you get right, Empire Strikes Back like the depths yeah. that it goes through and when I Kasdan, tell you sure. and you know what actually Goodwill Hunting also has there's only one woman in the whole movie yes. but she's also multi-dimensional I didn't super relate to her 
I don't know who I You're relate not to in that movie. <laughs> no, I can't relate to anyone who's British. Casey Affleck. Uh, um, yes, I related to Casey Affleck. Uh, mostly Oscar, though. Um, no, I maybe his character. I don't know. He's like the annoying little brother. Uh, but yeah, I think seeing like a multi-dimensional woman on screen is weirdly so rare still. Like, uh, yeah, that it is allowed to have that much depth and range instead of just being like one thing or, or another. Right, is pretty compelling. And like, in a weird way, it's kind of even harder to get now because these things are so workshopped to death that they have what they're thinking is a multidimensional woman, yeah. and it's just not. It's like it's like a bunch of parts that they think are going to form a, a character. And yeah, they really the aqu- don't. it's always like the the awkward, clumsy, hot girl. And right, like, right. She's yeah. so Whoa. awkward, and she's, she's spilling so- papers. <laughs> yeah. she's so relatable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or sometimes they'll just gild the lily, and they'll just yeah. be like, "Look at this beautiful woman. She also is a ninja, and she's also a scientist, and she's also right. this." And yes. it's like, okay, but like, that's that's not real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. She, there's got to be five days of the month where she's in the fetal position yeah. in her bed like come on <laughs> every like, female character should have to pass through phoebe waller bridge <laughs> just i love that just rule. as one last yes. filter like, <laughs> yes. i love that rule. like maybe it's other filters May ahead rule. of yeah. them maybe other filters <laughs> ahead but like just at one point just yeah just Sorry, just Phoebe. Let, just let Phoebe, take a crack. No, we so, know you're busy, but okay. we have a proposition for you. <laughs> she, has to, she has to take a pass we on have every a, movie. We have a job for you, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say the depth of, of her character in, in um, Fleabag. Like, I liked Fleabag more than I liked The Mandalorian. Well, yeah, is, that's, I mean, that's, I think. I mean, Fleabag is the best thing ever made in Fleabag season opinion. two is like, yes. It's flawless. The season it's two the is Mona so Lisa good. of yeah. the 21st century. And like, I like season one a lot. We're, gonna, we're already out yeah. of time. But like every time I was like, oh, Fleabag. Oh, yes, I got to talk about this. And like, I, I had avoided it for so long because I'm rebellious, but mm. quietly. Like, you have to see Fleabag. No, fuck you. I'm not going to. Yeah. And then over Christmas, I watched both seasons together and i was like oh my god this is like a this is like a non-problematic richard curtis movie this season too and it's everything i've always wanted so that's how i felt about it too yeah decades of not seeing women that i could relate to on screen it was like oh finally (laughs) finally 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 an imperfect relatable woman are you yes are you gonna see the empire strikes back and return of the jedi now or is this something where you're like i got star wars out of the way i'm i think if i yeah i think i think i'm i think i might well you're you're welcome to keep using the my disney plus login i i do get it for free i'm an employee of of um of Disney, so it's oh. it is Wait, what? yours to use. Yeah, well, I'm an employee of Disney Plus, oh. uh, associated through the parent company that I work for. So, and it's only like five bucks a month. But anyway, I get I save that five bucks for free. Well, so. I steal I steal it as well. Okay, well, I I gave because because Star Wars is an exclusive Disney Plus property. You can't actually rent it anymore. You have to go through Disney Plus. So I gave may my login and you're welcome to keep using it thank you now that it's there yeah i might actually keep going the the only problem unless phoebe waller bridges makes more shows because then i have to watch those but well yes of course yeah the only big problem with that is that the return of the jedi version that they have has a very bad scene that used to be a relatively decent scene which was in jabba's palace they basically made a music video Oh yeah, and yeah. it's bad. And, and like the, the original one used to be like a really grimy disco song that a puppet would sing, and it was like very fitting for the time. And then right. they replaced it with a very CGI but very 
bad CG like I don't know. It's not it's not great. It's a bummer that that scene has sort of taken over the Yeah. I, I, yeah, and there's like that, there's that terrible scene. I, you may have noticed this, May, when you were watching it, where like there's a scene where Han Solo is talking to Jabba the Hutt, and it feels like it's from a different movie because it. I don't remember much is. that scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such, it's such a bad scene. It's a shoehorn. Like they took a cut scene that was taken out of the original film because it didn't work, mm-hmm. and then they just CG'd in a version of the character that was from like the early two thousands. Yeah. With and, yeah, but with nineteen ninety five. Right. CG. Yeah. So it it's looks, like really it not looks good. terrible. It looks so bad. Um all right. So we're running out of time here. Uh uh Jeff, any final thoughts uh on Star Wars or <laughs> fandom or anything? It's a it's a huge topic and we only have so much time, but you know. May I'm really glad that you got to see it for, for the first time. I Thanks. I I with the understanding I never fault anybody who sees it for the first time now if they didn't like it because You've been connected to the zeitgeist for so long that, like, you've absorbed a lot of Star Wars, so it's already there, and you could probably, like, get by a little bit. So seeing it for the first time and not hating it, I'm stoked for you for that. Like, I'm excited about it. It's kind of cool. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie of all time. I think you would really like it. It's also the least ruined by um, George Lucas's tinkering. with the understanding that he has every right to do it, but hey, whatever. there's some stuff just he he had every right to make it shittier. I guess would yeah. be the best way to do it. Um, it's very good. Um, those three movies: Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi are three formative movies for most people our age. So I don't know. I think you'll really like it. If yeah. you told me a year ago that I'd be a Star Wars bro. <laughs> And a Bernie bro. I would not have believed you. You would not. You would not. You would <laughs> feel the force. What a year. What a whirlwind it's what, been. <laughs> what a time we what live in. What a time in. we live in. <laughs> Absolutely. Love Bernie. Love Star Wars. We'll <laughs> fight for both of them right. on the internet. <laughs> That's where we come across the fact that like maybe the internet needs to stop being like so reductive yeah. of things. Yeah. And just as and like well, immediately. That's true. Like creating narratives that are false about there's, certain things. Yeah. Like, well, there's no room for nuance online. Is yeah. is a big problem. Yeah. Among others that we have <laughs> facing <laughs> us right now. All right, we are unfortunately out of time. May Wilkerson, uh, let everybody listening know where they can find you uh, on the internet and everywhere else. Um, I'm mostly just on the internet, even though I just trashed it. Um, you can, <laughs> As we all are, sure. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at May Wilkerson or follow me on Twitter at Shut Up May. Wonderful. And Jeff May, uh, God, there's a lot of Mays in here. Yeah, Jeff so many May. Mays. Jeff uh, May. You can find me on the socials at, at Hey There Jeffro. I'm not going to spell it out. You can figure it out. Yeah, you can figure it out. Um, I run a great live stand-up show the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past on Magnolia in Burbank called called Mint on Card Comedy. It's comedy in a toy and comic book store. Uh, And I believe it was a Star Wars flyer. Yes. That was that you yes. were on. So yes. it's yes. a good way for I you. I did to... the last month's episode, last month's uh, show, the and February. it was 
the so good. Valentine's Day the show Valentine's you were on. Day show. on Valentine's Spoiler Day. alert, the toy was Han and Leia together. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I'm on I'm I'm aggressively online at podcasting. I do a show for Sideshow Collectibles every other Tuesday called Sideshow's Sideshow with Jeff May. You can find nice. that anywhere. Uh I have a show called Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, which is through Gamefully Unemployed. Um, I do, and I do a show called "You Don't Even Like Sports" on Unpopular Opinion, which is a sports podcast for people that hate sports. Oh my god, I'll have to be on oh. that because I hate fucking sports. Okay, so <laughs> all right, and my name is Gina Bloom. You can find me uh, on all social media at Gina Bloom, J E E N A B L O O M, uh, right here at Sweet the Ladies Guide to Bro Culture on the More Banana Network. More to come in the second season of the show. Uh, thank you guys so much. We didn't get to our final clip, but uh, if you're if you're bored, make sure you listen to the 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 disco remix of the Star Wars theme by Miko. <laughs> That's what I was going to play. I have that on LP. I have, it's <laughs> really nice. good. And um, anyway, y'all uh, have a good day. Um, may the force be with you. How do you like them apples? May the force. May the may force the, be may, with you. May the force may, be with you, kid. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, you Gina.